Welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, we are here on a Wednesday, and uh, the legislature, the Minnesota legislature, Northlanders, is in recess until Monday afternoon due to the projected blizzard. You know what? That's a good thing because at least they're not spending any of your money uh, during this a couple, two, three days because they've been rushing through legislation like it's going out of style. Uh, but yeah, they they uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yes, they're in recess. They're not going to uh, spend any more money until at least next Monday afternoon. This winter is on track to be one of the snowiest ever recorded in Minnesota history. Now, a lot of that will depend on what happens uh, today, tomorrow. Uh, you know, mostly those, because I understand in talking to Kenny just a little bit before the show, uh, Kenny, not much up till now, right? We're kind of in a little bit of a lull. Well, yeah, and as a matter of fact, this storm warning does not go in effect until 6 p.m. tonight. And I think a little people were overwhelmed by the uh, the buildup to this. They've always said 6 p.m. is when the winter uh, storm warning goes into effect. So tonight early tomorrow morning, part of tomorrow, that's when the bulk of this snow is going to hit our region. Okay. And that's been the talk. And maybe we shouldn't talk about these things three, four days out because I think it leads to a lot of confusion and undue panic. Well, and when, you know, I think uh, as a general rule, when people see the weather conditions, see the map spread out all the way across out to California, they think, oh, my God, we're going to get just this horrific storm. And then people start talking about it. Meteorologists start talking about it before it really happens. And, you know, sometimes uh, the the uh, actu- actuality of what's happening is yeah. much less than the talk. You know, when you start talking about snowfall uh, depths, you know, the uh, accumulations, my goodness, they've already changed it here in Duluth. We're down to 2 to 4 tonight and 2 to 4 tomorrow. That ain't nothing. You know, that's... that's uh, Yeah, that's nothing that's at nothing. all. But that's been downgraded from what it was three days ago. Why not wait to give those accumulations, you know, like 48 hours out, 24 hours out even. Yeah. Um, now, in the Twin Cities uh, tonight, uh, 3 to 5 inch. I'm sorry, this is Sawyer County, Hayward. 3 to 5 inches okay. tonight. Three to five inches tomorrow, so a little bit more in the uh, Hayward Lakes area, and they are under a winter weather advisory until 6 p.m. Uh, uh, tonight, and then the winter storm warning also kicks in there at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, tonight as well. That's when it goes to the winter storm warning. Hey, now, is this is this shifting at all north as we move, or is it, does it no, look it's like actually, it's kind of staying? It's up? actually moved a little bit south. And when I say that, the, oh, here in okay. Duluth, you know, okay. we had a little bit more snow that was being forecast than where they're at right now. But, you know, we're under a lake effect here. This is all going to be a tricky one, Brad, because we've got lake effect to deal with here, unlike some other areas away from Lake Superior. Uh, but this system is big, and it is something to take seriously um, and just be prepared. You know, have your shovels greased, like you say. 
<laughs> well, that, yeah. that's one of the stories yeah. that they did have in the Minneapolis paper this morning was, are your tools ready? And they showed exactly. three or four different yeah. types of shovels. And, yeah. you know, we which don't, one are you, which is your choice? Yes, and we don't put away the long underwear until June. June 1st, there you go. we put it away. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good thing that the legislature at least is in recess, uh, you know, and they are still projecting a big dump of snow for the Twin Cities area and a little bit north of there. But um, I don't know. Anyway, is well, today Ash Wednesday, by the way, for Catholics? Uh, today is Ash Wednesday, I do believe. Uh, let me see here. Is that what we got going on today? I I, I know it's National Margarita Day. We got that going. <laughs> Now that's a day to remember. Does that matter? No, the reason I ask that, I, the reason I ask that is because Minnesota Take this morning had a, a deal that said for it the is Catholics. It is Ash yeah. Wednesday. It is okay because they said, look, it's not worth risking your life uh, well. for you to start Lent, whether you get ash or not. So yeah. stay home if it's. A, I mean, you can risk your life just walking out the door in some parts of uh, the city. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's also National Walking the Dog Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. But don't well, do, I might that. do that later. Well, you can do it down there, but don't do it up here unless you have the ice bugs from Tortoise and Hare Footwear. Exactly. Yeah, do you know, ooh. Kenny, that ooh. just to show you the ridiculous difference, it is 83 and sunny right here, right now. Well, let's Not see. a cloud in the sky. What you are seven. You're 69 degrees warmer than us. Okay. <laughs> now I got a note from a friend of mine, actually wow. Wayne Higgins. Uh, you probably talked to him on the air uh, because he has called in once or twice. He was the drummer of my band in high school, and he lives down here in the winter. Him and his wife live down even further south than I am. Well, he had a nephew or or something that passed away, 55 years old. And, uh, and bought the farm. So he's heading back up. Now they live normal, you know, the, for the rest of the year, other than winter, they live in Owatonna. And so he's, he said to me, he says, Brad, I'm heading into the depths of the blizzard. Uh, the wife and I are going back to Owatonna for the funeral. And uh, he said, uh, say a few prayers for us that we're not going to get into ugliness. So I don't know. I I don't know what they're going to be heading into, but they're driving up the highway, and who knows what they'll... Wow. I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, there's quite a band right now coming off of Lake Superior. There is a lake effect band that is affecting uh, uh, Superior. It is just reaching us. We do see snow in downtown Duluth right now. It is light, but there are some okay. heavier uh, bands that are coming across the lake right out of the northeast and uh, this is setting up for some pretty good snows out and around Oliver and uh, extreme northwestern uh, Douglas County into Renshaw and uh, parts of, uh, oh, what is this here, Carleton County. So there is, this is lake effect. This isn't system yeah. snow. We've got a system that's going to have a much greater effect later, but now we're dealing with some lake effect, primarily in well, the Superior and the areas around Superior. To show you what Kenny was talking about, the uh, the morning take, the All Things Minnesota Political has a piece this morning right from the governor's office, a governor, the office of the governor advisory. As forecasts predict up to 20 inches of snow this week and at the request of Minnesota National Guard Adjutant General, Governor Tim Walls has declared a peacetime emergency oh, and authorized the oh, National Guard oh, to gosh. provide emergency relief services for stranded motorists across Minnesota. Well, you know, Minnesota State 
State troopers will be on state highways with dispatchers also ready to assist Minnesotans. I mean, this they're really building this up well, as a big-time event. And maybe they should because there are blizzard warnings around the metro area. Now, this does not include uh, Hennepin or Ramsey County, but it does include the counties north of Hennepin and Ramsey. I'm sorry, west. West of uh, Hennepin and west, Ramsey. Okay. So blizzard okay. warnings are abound uh, to uh, our our, the Twin Ports, south and west. And uh, other than that, it's a winter storm warning, and they are calling for massive amounts of snow. We'll just have to wait and see what happens, Brad. I guess so. We'll just have to see it. Anyway, Wall says, look, Minnesotans are no strangers to extreme weather, but this storm could break records. Our agencies are collaborating closely to make sure we're prepared, and Minnesotans have a part to play, too. <laughs> well, it's going to okay. be interesting because, and, and I think we should get off this topic, but anyways, yeah, Minneapolis, yeah. Uh, yesterday, real quickly, their high was 15, the low was 3, and uh, Duluth was 15 and 2, so it was a cold day yesterday. However, yesterday in Minneapolis, they did get just over 3 inches of snow. They're at 60.4 for the season so far. They're 23 and a half inches above normal. If they get 15 inches of snow in the Twin Cities... It will be a major event. They're yeah. going to be near 40 inches above normal. Wow. By the time this well, is said listen, and done. Well, listen, before we go to our uh, first break, I want to sneak Jeff in from Superior here. He's been hanging on for a while. Uh, Jeff, good morning. Hi. Good morning, Brad. Um, I have an extra grind. I learned something yesterday that is news that I think people don't know about. In Minnesota, okay. when, when we had an election yesterday, a primary election, um, for in, the Wisconsin. in Wisconsin, correct. Yeah, right. for the Supreme yes. Court in Wisconsin. In Minnesota, if you choose an absentee ballot and you submit your absentee ballot, you can still vote on Election Day and change your vote. I remember the Secretary of State, Simon, uh, on Minnesota Public Radio telling people that. So if you make a mistake or the person dies or whatever, you can always change your vote in Minnesota. In Wisconsin, okay. you can no longer do that in Wisconsin. They, really? Wisconsin, yeah, they made a ruling last year. Uh, by The law didn't change, but the interpretation of the law changed because they're legislating from the bench, right? In Wisconsin, once you submit your absentee ballot, you cannot change it, and you cannot vote, you know, again to change your vote. And I learned this by my own mistake. Uh, you know when you have a slate of candidates, like school board, you got seven, eight people, and it says vote for three sure, or vote sure. for two? Well, there were right. four candidates, nonpartisan office for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And I thought since the two top vote-getters go to the uh, April primary, April election, I thought vote for two. Well, I voted for two. You're only supposed to vote for one. So okay. I wanted to change my vote. I go to the polling place. says, you can't change your vote. I said, yes, I can. I ended up calling the Wisconsin Election Commission, and I was corrected. I was wrong. In Wisconsin, if you submit your absentee ballot, even if it's wrong or you change your vote or make a mistake, you cannot change it. That's it. That's wow. your vote. Well, is your ballot uh, null? Is it void? Yeah, I was not able to participate in the election because when they put the ballot in the machine, you know, it had two people on sure. it. Sure. And it was an overvote, and I couldn't change it. I wanted to because I figured the polls were, but the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled last year and now it's changed this year that once you vote your absentee ballot, you cannot change it. Well, that's and, interesting, uh, Jeff, because, Brad, yeah. when we had the vote here in Duluth, uh, I made an error. I, You know, you're supposed to vote along party lines, 
and I sure. voted outside yeah. party lines. And so the ballot was rejected at the polling station, and I had to fill out another ballot, which was a bit embarrassing. I've never done that before, but so I but was you able, were able to. I, do I, I was, I was, but as an yeah. absentee, okay. well. Jeff, don't you think that's gonna that would create a lot of confusion? I mean, what if ten thousand people, yeah. uh, you know, made that error or, or made an yeah, error? Or what like if, that? or what if the candidate dies before the uh, uh, election day? You can't change exactly. your vote because you submit it. Yeah. Also, in Wisconsin, they start counting the ballots before uh, election day. So once you submit your absentee ballot, they start counting the ballots, whereas sure. before they used to count after. The thing is, I talked to someone who voted yesterday, and election officials were telling people. Vote for only one because many people were making that mistake, and you have to circle in the oval. You can't make an X over it. So they had a lot of rejected uh, ballots, but uh, it was because well, listen, people, you know we're we're old fashioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're old fashioned, in Wisconsin. Well, listen, I have some. Not only was there a Supreme Court, uh, state Supreme Court uh, ballot initiative yesterday, but there was also some other v- votes for a replacement of a state senator. But we've got to go to our break. Uh, we want to get up to date on that. And then when we come back, I'll give you the latest what happened in Wisconsin. Doesn't look too good for the Republicans, by the way. So we'll be back after this. KDAL. KDAL time is 1126. Snow showers, lake effect snow showers affecting the Twin Ports, primarily Superior. Uh, Twin Ports here, we are overcast. Some light snow flurries just on the edge of the lake effect. 16 degrees is the current air temp. Well, I'll tell you, Northlanders, when weather gets like this, uh, it, it, it affects some people. You get a little cold, you get a little down in the dumps. And we've had that happen this morning with our good friend Lady O'Collett at Lady O'Collett's Emporium. Uh, witches get sick, believe it or not, and she is uh, down with a little bit of a cold. So uh, she will not be able to be with us today, but that does not mean you can't uh, call up, set up an appointment to have her do a little reading, a little tarot reading, a little uh, future uh, what's going to happen in your life type thing for you. And that number to call at Lady O'Callaghan's is area code 218-722-2240. 722-2240. Now, Lady O'Collins is normally open three days a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm not sure how that's going to work out with a potential storm or anything else. So you may want to call ahead just to make sure that she's open down in the Hunter building. But if she is, I'm telling you, Lady O'Collett's Emporium is a one-stop shop for so many decent things. You can go in there and you can buy uh, incense. You can buy music. You can buy clothing. You can buy a daggers, human skull. You can buy literally just about anything. Clo- uh, beautiful, one-of-a-kind uh, made jewelry. And also a number of uh, Native American healing products, healing salves that I highly recommend because it's been one of the only thing that has worked on a uh, rash that I had for a long, long time that the VA tried everything on. But I tried uh, this healing salve that Lady O'Callaghan hooked me up with. 
and it is fantastic. And even my neighbors down here have said it's the only thing that's ever worked on some things that they've had. So, so again, the phone number to call, Lady O'Collett, area code 218-722-2240. She's located in the Hunter Building, right in the Skywalk area of the Hunter Building downtown. And uh, again, they're open down there Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays normally, but you might want to call just to make sure because if she's sick, her husband might be there filling in, but I can't guarantee it. We have it. We have that happen sometimes in the Northland. Well, anyway, Northlanders, uh, Wisconsin, as you heard from our caller, um, you know, his unfortunately, his ballot on the Supreme Court justice didn't get taken because he thought you were supposed to vote for two. And in fact, uh, they would only allow you to cast a ballot if you voted for one. Now, the, 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 there were two liberals and two conservatives uh, that were on the ballot for the state Supreme Court. A liberal Milwaukee judge and a conservative former state Supreme Court justice won Tuesday's primary to face off in a pivotal, very pivotal Wisconsin Supreme Court race that will determine majority control. Uh, former liberal Milwaukee, well, liberal Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge Janet Protasiewicz and former Justice Dan Kelly advanced to the April 4th general election. And uh, Dan Kelly is the one that our caller from Port Wing uh, said that would be a great candidate. Conservatives currently hold a 4-3 majority on the court. Uh, Conservatives have controlled the court for 15 years. But I'll tell you what, this election yesterday didn't look good for the conservative candidate Kelly. From this standpoint, Protasiewicz, won with 46% of the vote, while Kelly came in second with only 24% of the vote. Now, there were, as I say, there were uh, two liberal candidates, two uh, conservative candidates. Um, The Dane County judge, Everett Mitchell, combined for nearly 54% for the liberals, but only 46% of the two conservative candidates. So this is a, and and even the uh, Minneapolis Star says that that this is a worrisome sign for Republicans heading into the April election. Now, the April election will be between uh, Dan Kelly and this uh, Judge Janet uh, Protasiewicz. So, you know, but again, uh, uh, Protasiewicz, the liberal, did quite a bit better uh, than uh, Dan Kelly, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the end of the world. Now, there was another election on the ballot in Wisconsin for a state senator's uh, position. A Republican lawmaker endorsed by former President Donald Trump. This may be an indication of uh, Donald Trump's uh, position or draw Uh, Still to this day, but a Republican lawmaker endorsed by former President Donald Trump was defeated Tuesday by fellow state legislature in a three-way GOP primary for an open Senate seat uh, representing Milwaukee's northern suburbs. State Representative Dan Nodal of Germantown beat Trump-backed State Representative Janet Brangden and... uh, Thielsville Village President Van Morbley in the 8th 
uh, in the 8th Senate District primary. He advances, uh, he being Dan Nodal, he will advance uh, to the general election uh, April 4th, and he will face Democrat Jody Habush uh, Sinikin. She's got three names, Jody Habush uh, Sinikin. In the April 4th general election, the winner will get the seat that on April 4th. Whoever gets the most votes at that time will take over that Senate seat. Nodal was first elected to the Assembly in 2008. Uh, he, he, he wins, his win, I should say, ends Brandishin's attempt to relieve a political career that had came crashing down last fall. Uh, when Assembly Republicans banned her from their caucus. So there were some strange things going on. She had been a big supporter of of recall the election. Uh, you know, Trump must have won. Uh, um, Biden couldn't have won Wisconsin, and she fought and tried to redo the election and revisit the election numerous times. Uh, her own party got tired of her, and uh, she was supported by Trump, and she lost that primary election. So... Uh, it might be an indication of uh, some support that Trump is starting to lose across the country. Anyway, we got to go to our CBS News break. We'll be back with more shortly here on Sound Off on 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 1137, 15 degrees, very light snow showers here in downtown Duluth, but the lake effect is uh, primarily affecting the uh, areas around Superior and those areas around the uh, big bend of Lake Superior on the south shore. And uh, Duluth's going to get in on this snowstorm. Uh, just you wait. It's coming tonight and tomorrow morning, and we're going to get several inches of snow here in the Twin Ports. Not maybe as much as they were forecasting a couple of days out, but nonetheless, we've got snow coming, Bradley. Well, we also have on the phone with us right now Russ Francisco from Marine General. And, Russ, I'm curious, uh, you know, you just went through the home sports show this last weekend. How did that go? Plenty go busy. Uh, as busy as uh, I can ever remember it being. Uh, and so, yeah, it was good. Uh, both floors did excellent. Uh, we did something that we said we weren't going to do. We were going to take all the rest of the boots. There wasn't that many left. And pack them away with the store coming. storm coming. We put them back in the store and we're going to run them at half price still. And, and we don't have all the styles, but we got sizes. Uh, so if somebody needs a pair of boots, they want to save some money, and they need one you know, pretty bad for the snowstorm, uh, we've Great got to idea. half price. And then we put the jackets back, and we'll do that for another week here. We'll see what happens. It doesn't look like it's going to be near as bad as they said it was going to be, so that'll be good. No. Uh, and then uh, hopefully uh, we'll get a little more ice fishing out of it. But if we get lambasted, I told the boys we're just going to start putting stuff away and and go on to the next season because if we get if we actually got 12 inches of snow, uh, it would be a bugger, boy. That'd be that'd be oh, too tough man. to overcome. Okay. Now you still got some clothing items on those uh, big time discounts. Yep. Same thing. 50 percent off. Uh, some of the colors are gone. Some of the sizes are gone. You can piece it together if you want to get a suit or you just need a jacket or bibs or something. If you if you don't have your heart set a particular color or style, uh, we'd probably yeah. be okay. But if uh, if in fact you want to. Uh, you want exactly that particular item, there's just probably none left anywhere in the country. So if you're not picky, you can save 50%. If you are, you got to wait wow. till next year. And we're not talking about left uh, leftover bottom-of-the-barrel type stuff. We're talking about name-brand, good-quality stuff that it would be worth your while. Just to, even if you stuck it away in the closet till next year sometime, 
you would oh, yeah. you would be way ahead of the game. Yeah, you bet. It's a it's a striker, strike master, Eskimo uh, clam, all big big names and and good stuff. Uh, it's not closeout stuff. It's the same stuff we're going to be buying in two or three weeks uh, for next season. So. Uh, the nice thing is this year we didn't have to buy right after the first of the year. They're giving us a little extra time. Uh, so we sold a lot of suits. We're going to continue to sell them, like I say, for another week. But sooner or later here, uh, one morning we're going to get up and say, you know, we got to get ready for spring and we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Russ. Uh, I want to uh, make sure that everybody knows if you can't get out to 15th Avenue East and London Road for some reason, you know, go online to marinegeneral.com. And if you're listing anywhere in the country... Pick up the phone and give them a call. They have a great 800 number. It's 1-800-777-8557. And if they've got it, they'll ship it right to your door. And what do they say, Kenny? Marine General, a great place to shop. We even have a song. Come on in to Marine General and get outdoors with us. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I've got some good news, Brad. Two things. I'm going to ask you to turn down your headset volume a little bit. All right. Just the headset right. on your uh, headphones. Yeah, that happened. I was watching uh, my okay. granddaughter play basketball again last night. And, is that better? Uh, okay. Yeah, and Pete Wood is in the house. We're going to have Let the Sawdust Fly come in here in uh, about 20 minutes. This is going to be an interesting one, I think, uh, because uh, we're uh, he's going to be talking to a state director of a state that has a lot less... Uh, uh, wooded areas than we have, and yet they do a much bigger job in the wood industry. So, I'm going to be very curious. And of course, we won't uh, we won't hesitate to ask him what his feeling is on the uh, loss of the facility up in Cohasset, or is it a loss yet? Maybe there's still hope for it. We'll find out about that too. Well, listen. Uh, before we go to our Minnesota news break, I want to bring up an old thing, Kenny. Uh, well, not that old, but you know, we just had the Super Bowl here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, or was it a week? Maybe maybe two weeks ago now. And a lot of people were very disappointed with the halftime show. Rihanna, uh, the way she acted like a female pig, grabbing herself and smelling her hands and doing all kinds of things. And some of the words of the songs really made people wonder, what is going on here? And we hearken back. A lot of people have hearkened back and said, you know, this is supposed to be, the Super Bowl is supposed to be a family show. Can't we get somebody at the halftime show that might deliver uh, some musical entertainment that is worth listening to? So one of our listeners sent me uh, a breakdown of last year's show. Does anybody remember, anybody out there remember who the last, the, the halftime show was last year? Anybody? Yeah, it was See, the rappers. There was like three one. or four different rappers, Snoop Dogg and... I there it was, Snoop Dogg and a ones. bunch of other rappers. Yeah, And was if Eminem you remember there? right, oh, man, some of the songs they were doing and some of the songs they've done in the past. You know, Snoop Dogg has tried to redistribute uh, himself as kind of a uh, seller or uh, distributor of uh, occasional beer sitting on the beach having a having a wonderful uh, draft beer or something like that. But you got to remember... These guys are, some of the stuff they have put out in songs is atrocious. Last year, and uh, again, this was- What are you uh, getting at here? I, I'm, went through. Am I following you here or what's- Yeah, you got to grab, you gotta okay. grab your button. But we won't go with the bad words. But I will tell you this. The F word was said 13 times last, half, last year halftime. The N word, and you can figure out what that would be, 
That's one race calls its own members of that race that word fairly often. If you, as a white person, use that word, you're racist. But if Snoop Dogg uses it 16 times, it's no big deal. And the uh, the other F word, the one that has another letter, was four times. And on and on it went. These songs are not the kind of songs that you want your kids to learn as a regular basis. Snoop Dogg, one of the entertainers performing in last year's halftime show, had one song that uh, was uh, that was just terrible. Something about the ends, all of the yeah. ends out there. Take your guns and use them to shoot other, yeah. uh, you know, white people. Yeah. Instead of uh, shooting police, Sh- use them to shoot police. That'll impress us. You know, really. Can't we find uh, Jay Giles' or is it band? Just not worth it anymore. Yeah. Jay Giles' band, Blue Oyster Cult. How about yeah. the band Boston? Are they still around? Let's get there Boston. You go. Ted Nugent. Around. Ted Nugent's not controversial, is he? <laughs> well, he might be in some way. Well, anymore, I, I think he could put out some music that wouldn't be controversial. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my vote in for uh, the Jay Giles' band. I like that as well. Anyway, but bottom line is, if you if you don't like this kind of language. Why would you invite them into your home by watching the halftime show? Maybe what we as uh, as viewers have got to do is if you still want to watch the ha- watch the football game, watch the football game, turn it off at halftime or at least turn down the volume so that you don't have to let your children and yourself listen to this kind of nonsense. Anyway, that's just a thought from one of our listeners. We've got to go to our Minnesota news break. And then we'll come back. We're getting close to Let the Sawdust Fly here, which we do the last Wednesday of every month. So we'll be right back. 28 seconds. The crowd going insane. Carlemont. Shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson. 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. The legend off gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow. Bradley, we're never going to forget. believe in miracles. Yes, we do. 43 years ago, Al Michaels and the boys, a lot of the boys from Minnesota got it done. They beat the Russians. That was, and in those days, Kenny, that was a major miracle. It really was. Because the Russians at that time kept their whole team together as part of the army. That was the literally the Red Army team. I've got to share something with you real quickly. Okay. Uh, local uh, broadcast legend Pat Pacella, uh, we, her, him and I were chatting on Facebook here because I know that he had told me something years ago and I wanted him to repeat it, and he did. Minneapolis station KSTP AM 1500 worked to arrange getting the audio feed of the game from the Canadian broadcast. The Canadian broadcast, Brad. Then, WDSM station manager Robert Ritter Jr. pulled a feed for the Duluth Superior Station, but WEBC cried foul hours before the afternoon broadcast, and Rune Arledge from ABC made the call for an ABC station to get that feed. So WEBC ended up getting it also. Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota radio station, KOZY, they, uh, they also got the feed, as did a CBC, and they gave a shout-out over the air to the U.S. audience. And uh, he went on here to say that uh, 
they had to uh, they made a number of mentions on WDSM because WDSM was going to carry the game, but then at the last yeah. moment or near the you know the time to broadcast, no 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 WBC is going to get it. So Pat had to do these promos and make mentions, uh, live mentions on WDSM about carrying the game. And then, of course, things changed, and uh, WEBC ended up getting it, and it goes on and on. But uh, we were able to listen to it on the radio in Duluth, the Twin Cities, and Grand Rapids, Minnesota. And then later in the evening, they played it on TV. ABC played a tape delay of the game. We already knew what the outcome was, but we watched it anyways. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We watched it anyways. That was huge. But I'm like you. I sat there that afternoon at my living room table. I had a a radio set up with speakers and stuff on on a bookshelf in the living room. And I listened to that word for word, and it it was just phenomenal. It was so exciting. Now, they had to wait uh, for two days to play Finland to win gold, which they did. And uh, Herb Brooks, Coach Herb Brooks, said something to the effect of, if you don't win this uh, game, you'll bring it to your beep-beep grave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got the boys motivated for that thing. He really did. And and I still get goosebumps. Don't you, Kenny, when you see the the movie, the made-for-TV or made-for-movie, when Herb Brooks says, Miracle. Maybe maybe we'd play them ten times and they'd beat us nine. Yep. But, today, but today you are the best hockey team in the world. Awesome, awesome. I met uh, Neil Broughton on more than one occasion, but one in particular. And we were talking. I said, "Man, I said, what was that like beating the Russians or whatever?" We're talking, and he kind of paused for a moment. He goes, "Yeah, those Russians, they were pretty good, weren't they?" <laughs> Implying that they were better. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, whatever happened to the coach from the Russians? The guy he was never seen or heard from again. because yeah. <laughs> he pulled Trachek was out of the game. Yes. the greatest goalie probably in the world at that time. No, I don't know, but uh, yeah, he went undercover, underground. I don't know. I think you're right. Well, listen, we got to get on. Uh, there are a couple of things here. Uh, Minnesota, we we are on our way because we got this trifecta. The trifecta, of course, is the fact that uh, the Democratic Party, Democratic Farmer Labor Party, controls the House, controls the Senate, and the governorship. That's the trifecta. And we are on our way to coming up with uh, legislation that is going to make, uh, well, all you liberals very, very proud, and all us conservatives going to go, huh? They did what? Uh, for example, last night they discussed a bill to change education in Minnesota uh, to make what part of mandatory education in Minnesota? Climate justice instruction. Minnesota Democrats are pushing a bill that would require public schools to provide climate justice instruction as part of their high school curriculum. The bill says this type of instruction views the effects of climate change as an interconnected with forms of oppression connecting climate change to social and economic justice issues. Wow. Well, this is what we talk about, Brad. We talk about these uh, climate zealots and how they are just so overwhelmed with this. And we heard from Al Gore just uh, a month ago even, uh, where he was screaming and yelling, we have to act now. We have to act now. You've seen Greta Thunberg and the angry scowl she gets on her face. Oh, my God. She is really something. 
Well, under this bill, and it's uh, it's listed as uh, Senate File 476, the Commissioner of Education would be required to develop a model program by July 1st of 2024. All school districts would then be required to implement a climate justice education program by the 2025-2026 school year. So don't worry about your kids learning how to read or write or stay up to task on math or any of that. As long as they're a social justice warrior, a climate warrior, you'll be in good shape. This program must include content that is, well, scientifically accurate. Who's going to make that determination? Inclusive of under... Here we go, Kenny. Okay, this this program has to be scientifically accurate, but it has to be inclusive of underrepresented students. Yeah, this is climate like, jihadist. They're, they're yeah. out of control, Brad. They really are. They're fanatical. in science and intersectionality. No, it's Bill part says. of their religion, Brad. I'm sorry. It is. It, it is. It's a, a religious an cult. Absolute religious. Human act, and, and of course, the other thing they have to teach, the required topics must include human activities causing climate change. 